The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. Let's get at it. Lots to talk about this morning. Toronto City Councillor Shelley Carroll is here. Vass Bednar is the Executive Director of the Master of Public Policy Degree in Digital Society at McMaster University. Robert Turner, News Talk 1010 personality. Um, let's actually start with a conversation we had on the show just a little while ago. We talked to the national president who represents workers, uh, transit workers across the country. He's calling for a summit on safety in the transit system. Uh, let me start with the person who sits on the board. Shelly Carroll is here. Shelly, I was saying to the gentleman when he was here, I'm not sure we need a summit. I think we just needed to get something done. We do. We need to take aggressive action. I'm not sitting on the board this term, uh, by the way, but as chair of economic development, uh, this is crucial to me. We, we really can't recover the economy and recover as a city with this, you know, the main spine of the city in this much trouble. And so... You know, this is hand in hand. I was just uh, saying to the producer, this is how they've tackled it in New York City. Part of their recovery strategy is transit, 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 getting the safety uh, plan in place there. And then and then from there, you fan out into the community. We we have to take immediate action now. And while there's there are steps in the budget we're adopting in two weeks, I don't know that it goes far enough. Okay. Vass Bednar, let me ask you, because increasingly, and I include myself in this crowd, a lot of people are somewhat hesitant about even getting anywhere near transit. Yes, and that's unfortunate. So I hope we work quickly to have more of a plan. I mean, TTC workers, transit workers are essentially frontline workers in a lot of ways, confronted with a lot of the intersectional challenges that people in the city are facing. And if they're being put at risk because of that, that's a problem, right? If we're going beyond just referring people to other services, et cetera, et cetera, then it does feel like a turning point for Toronto, just the spate of uh, random violence lately. Well, and Robert, 100%. Yeah, I wasn't well, but I think it's worth noting, it's not, it's not a Toronto problem, right? No. This is the National yeah. Union saying this is a problem across the country. So it's not, nothing changed specifically in Toronto. Toronto's got its own set of problems. But we disrupted sort of human activity in an unprecedented way for two years. And I think we're dealing with some of the fallout of that. That's just a guess, though. We don't really know what is driving all of this. We don't know how many of these violent incidents are because someone is suffering from a mental health crisis or someone was looking to commit a crime and that's just happened to be where they found the person they wanted to stab. So we're, we're taking all these issues and sort of we've, we were, we're building them into the narrative of we have this mental health crisis and that's why this is all happening. So this needs to be our, it's like, okay, there's also sort of a level of behavior that needs to be expected to participate in society. And if people aren't living up to that, there need to be consequences. So if someone's sitting on the bus screaming, whatever's causing that, someone needs to come and take them away. And I don't know why we don't do that. Um, I don't think TTC operators feel like they have the ability to sort of toss people off the bus. And I wouldn't want to do it if I didn't have backup. And they, we don't have enough police. I've I've been on where they ask, but that's all they can do. Right. And everyone gets and, mad and that I, you said anything because they stop the streetcar yep. and the driver gets off and everyone's pissed that I went and told the 
driver that someone was taking off all their clothes and screaming at the back like sorry i didn't mean yeah to no but it's no. but that's but that's the reality right and and, and there's yeah. no easy solution to this it would be great if we hire okay no, no. we're gonna hire x number of police and then by next tuesday this will be solved it took us a while to get here it's going to take us a while to clean it up but the lack of activity on transit over the number last number of years um because people weren't taking it for obvious reasons has got us here it's going to take us a while to clean it up but that surveillance video they've just released of the person being robbed in the subway station yeah. is terrifying no None of that makes I don't I don't care what fancy ads the TTC does. I'm happier in my car when I see that on the news. And that's going to be hard to overcome. Doesn't mean we don't have to do yeah. it, but I think we need to um you know, Shelly, you said we need to take more aggressive action. What What do you want to see? I mean, you you know the ins and outs of the TTC better than most having sat on the board in the previous term. So what do you want to see done? Well, it's short-term and long-term. In the short-term, I think we need to fill that system with with humanity. It's uh, uh, police officers, constables. We're hiring more of both in the budget, but I don't know that we've hired enough. We need need to probably look at upsizing that and, and actually get to the point where people feel like if you see something, you can say something and there's someone to say it to. Yesterday, when, when parts of the subway system were down, no one could find either a TTC staff member or, or, a, or an officer. And I mean everyone, right down to Rick Leary, get your whole management team and put on some orange vests and just get on platforms and be a presence we got to do that right now. But in the long term, we are in the throes of, you're right, a nationwide mental health crisis. We're missing something in this country, and we've been missing it for decades. We don't have a mental health care system to refer all of this to. And here we face this challenge with the pandemic, and there's nowhere to address this. And so municipalities are trying to wrap the mental health crisis in in housing and shelters and transit security and more cops and that system is what is missing if you if you do find someone in crisis whether you're affluent or homeless where do you refer them to where uh, meanwhile, that's, that's this, this is kind of an HR question for you, but uh, a TTC operator yesterday on a subway in briefing patrons that they had to get off the train and hoof it uh, decided to insert some editorial. If you'd like to voice your displeasure, you should probably call the mayor's office, John Tory. He's the one who's in charge here, so you should probably call him and let him know what you think about this. There is no subway service currently between Ossington and Keel Station. I do apologize for the lack of communication for transit control. These guys really don't care what you guys are doing. Okay, uh, Vaz Bednar, is that just a guy having a bad day or is that, is that fireable? Well, I think the part at the end that these guys really don't care what you're doing, we could maybe, you know, have edited out. But in terms of reminding people that we've systemically underinvested in a system that for some reason, you know, coinciding with a major snowstorm when people may be like, oh, I won't drive. <laughs> I think I'll go underground on a subway and yet you know you have this some i don't know a signal error who knows with the ttc it's very frustrating and people get angry and i understand why ttc workers would want to refer people to a political actor instead of have to sort of bear the brunt again as frontliners as people who are physically there and we're seeing more and more that service workers and, and lower wage workers are 
used by corporations and governments as sort of a shield who have to take on the complaints that people have. So I, I don't mind a little bit of, of spice and honesty. I think it reflects a mood in the city right now. Yeah, uh, it's not the TTC's top priority. Obviously, fixing the current crisis would be. Um, but after they're done that, I think they should, if this is a legitimate video, because uh, it's really clear, so it makes me wonder if it is, um, he should probably be wished well in his future endeavors. Really? Yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> You go, you go on the air, John, and you air, no, you air dirty laundry about the company you work for. Let me know how that goes. And Vaz, if you went in one of your classes and decided to take on administration really hard and slam everyone, how do you think that would go? Like, I, sorry, I mean, you're allowed to be mad, but be professional. Grow up. Okay, last word on this one, Shelly Carroll. Uh, well, you know what? I understand his frustration, and I think it comes down to this. We we heard John Danino, the, the union president, talking about it yesterday. They have been bearing the brunt. People uh, uh, in all sorts of different states of mental wellness have been taking it out on the front-facing people in the system. And so I guess this guy just reached a point where he hit a wall. Sure, he should be talked to, but I, I don't know if... if yes, in an exit interview. Right now would help. <laughs> I, I don't think that would help. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to see if he gets identified, named, and if there is any disciplinary action. Justin Trudeau was confronted by some protesters in Hamilton. Robert Turner, I'll start with you on this one. I know this is being represented in some quarters as, see, everyone's resisting King John. Um, do they remember the Harris years? Do they remember the people who used to yell at Harper? <laughs> I know. We're pretending protests have never happened and they've never been nasty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they're representative of anything. Um, you know, election day is really when that's going to matter. But it would also make sense. The prime minister's been there for a long time. He's made some unpopular decisions. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see if people have turned on him. But this this is not a representative sample. No. And, and Vaz Bednar, there, there are protesters, I always say, because they're twice as loud, they think they're twice as numerous. <laughs> yeah, also the size of the flags. I feel like the flags are getting bigger and it makes the I'm being a little bit silly with the photos, you know, peaceful esque protest. Trudeau had the right amount of security around him still kind of lightly engaged with people and continued. And no, it's not representative of uh, how the city of Hamilton has been uh, welcoming him and hosting people. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yes. Yeah. Word to the wise activist, uh, don't relate yourself as these protesters did to the truckers. The, the truckers don't have a lot of friends in Canada. Uh, most of us are very annoyed at, at what went on there. Certainly the people who lived in Ottawa were. People could have legitimate criticism of the government, but if you're going to relate yourself to a period in, in Canadian history last January that made everyone really, really annoyed that, that we had to go through that, then no one's listening to whatever your criticisms are. Um, Four-day work week, we're told, is gaining momentum in corporate Canada. And Vaz, I'll start with you because you sort of tend to handle business cases a lot. I just don't see this okay. happening. As long as kids are in school five days a week, uh, as long as most workplaces, like, you know, this one, our workplace, we would do the same radio show Monday to Friday, I'm pretty sure. I just don't see this happening. Well, when it's broken out in the way that's more intense, when it's four days of about 10 hours, right, if you think of it as like an eight to six, you're right, for people who don't have caregiving obligations and have more of a, a desk job with some flexibility or can work at home, it seems more viable. And then, you know, it raises the question, who really needs that extra day a week? 
you're sort of pointed to maybe people with family obligations at home who are having trouble balancing both. I think in terms of firms, smaller firms, maybe attracting talent or just recognizing that we don't have an industrial work arrangement, right? So people have ownership over those hours and there's a natural ebb and flow. I think it's intriguing, but I don't think it will necessarily be sticky in terms of becoming strict. Right. I think it will become something that's optional in the way that work from home has evolved to something that is happening sometimes, you know, not always all the time in a firm, if that makes sense. And Shelly Carroll, mm-hmm. I certainly appreciate yeah. that it was a revolution when we went from a six day working week in a lot of sectors to five days. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go from five to four. No, it's not going to be a one size fits all. Uh, but there are some uh, some endeavor endeavors that lend themselves to a longer work day. So is it four days a week and, and it's 10 or 12 hours? Um, are, we already have a lot of first responder services where they prefer to do it that way. It's hard to hand off your work at the end of eight hours. And so they went to the 10 hours, four days a week or four and then three. So I think what you're going to see is creativity in scheduling. Um, in the service industry, I, that's what I do. I serve. And so, you know, it's it's six, seven days a week. And certainly even for my staff, they, they got to be available. And so it's at mm. least five days a week for them. But it's not one size fits all in the tech sector where work doesn't always happen in the same place. And, and sometimes it's I need you to be creative 24 hours a day. These are going to be very attractive proposals. Robert Turner, can I start taking Fridays off? Take tomorrow off and see how it goes. No. Okay. As you used to always say, I'd say, can I say this on the air? And you'd say, you could say it once. <laughs> we'll find out. Catch the round table. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.